Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Absolute Truth Podcast. My name is Abby, and today I have a guest with me here today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. It's Lizzie, and I'm back for another conversation. Hope you all enjoy. Yes, thank you, Lizzie, for being with us here today. Of course, of course. So today we're going to talk about when we fall and in particular we're talking about falling into sin um i think we hear this phrase often a lot in church and in christian terms but what does it really mean so my first question to you liz is what does falling into sin mean so when i look at the word falling or that sentence falling into sin right i like to look at the word falling so falling is a present continuous tense meaning that it is something you're actively doing right and so if you are falling into sin that means you are succumbing to a desire or giving into a temptation per se right and so when i think about this i like to say there's three ways somebody can be falling into sin or can fall into sin um one way is let's say you are taking steps to descend into it or that person is taking steps right that means they might compromise here a little compromise there and bam you fall into it right and i'd say that um this is often like an act that somebody's already taking in because if you look at proverbs 14 verse 33 the english standard version um, I think that's the best. It says, wisdom rests in the hearts of men, of men of understanding, but it makes itself known even in the midst of fools, right? So you know when you're like compromising or taking steps into sin or you're falling into sin. Um, next, there, it may be you were led wrongly, right? You followed someone going down um, into sin, right? Uh, Psalms, one verse one particularly says, um, blessed is he who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, right? But his ways are in the delight of the Lord. Um, meaning that we can, it may not be us who's like purposely falling or choosing to fall, deliberately walking into it, but because of our surrounding, because of our friends, right? As iron sharpens iron, right? So if you are falling you may need to assess i mean who's around you who's causing you to fall right and then finally it may be accidental since the fall (laughs) irony um or is it a pun anyways since the fall of men uh we all fall short of the glory of god right so we are bound to fall falling is inevitable right and so um i think that's what falling into sin means yeah, I totally agree with you. Like you were saying that falling into sin isn't just a one, like I say, a one step thing. Like when you fall, it's like you're falling into sin. It's multiple steps that ha- that occur before you actually commit the act of sin, right? So again, right. just falling into sin is, you know, when you're stumbling into um reverse actions or into sinful actions disobedience that don't go according to the word of god yeah so my next question is how does sin affect my relationship with god you know why is it important that we don't fall into sin or that we ask for god for forgiveness when we fall into sin well so 
I think the best way to understand what sin is, is understanding who God is and his attribute and why sin is so bad, right? Um, I mean, but first to answer your question, how does sin affect our relationship with God is, um, it causes us to move away from him, right? Um, it causes us to be unable to see him or draw near to him. And then finally, it causes us to die. Um, and so let me explain real quick. So God is holy, right? This is one of his greatest attributes. This is the only attribute repeated three times, right? In Revelations, it says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Now we know three is the number of completion, right? So he is holy, holy. Like he is completely holy. Holy means being set apart, being absolutely clean, being incorruptible, right? Now, God does not change, right? And so when we sin, we introduce darkness. And where there's darkness, light cannot, or where there is light, darkness cannot dwell, right? Darkness doesn't overpower light. Light overpowers darkness, right? And so we have to understand that because of his holiness, God is light, right? And this goes back to what I was saying that uh, how it affects our relationship is we can't see him, right? We can't approach him because he dwells in unapproachable lights where he alone is immortal, right? No one has seen him and no one can see him except Jesus, right? That's why when Jesus comes down, um, we get to see the image of God in man flesh that's why we can see him and that's why jesus allows us to be able to approach god right that's why the word says um if uh, is it john <laughs> it's john 3 16 god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life because jesus is the embodiment of god right um and then next i was saying we can't draw near to him right um this means that we can't get close to him because he is light. What happens when light is, or when dark, like I was saying, darkness is exposed to light is it becomes, it can't dwell, right? Um, in John 3, verse 19 through 21, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and then Jesus is sort of explaining something to him. And he's saying that because he is a light, he is the light of the world and he came, right? But yet the world hated him because they loved evil, because they loved the darkness. And what the light does is it shines a light over the darkness, right? And people who hate the light don't come near to it because it exposes them. And nobody wants to be exposed, right? Um, especially if they're doing something evil and they want to stay there. So we can't come near to God because of that. And then finally, we, we die because um, for example, let me ask you this, Abby. What happens when a plant is that needs light to survive isn't in the light? Let me use my biology degree real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it dies. Exactly. It dies, right? So when we look at creation story, the first thing God created or said was, let there be light, right? And he created stars and different lights. He even gave a light for the nighttime. He gave a night light, 
<laughs> okay meaning light is needed all the time and so what happens when we sin is we invite the darkness and we draw away from god right and so we being a creatures or create beings that need light right are all of a sudden away from the light and now that we are away from the light the only course we have is death right like it's like putting diesel in a car that takes gasoline like that engine is broken that engine is literally dead you can never restore it like you just wasted all your money <laughs> you know something that was supposed to be $50 depending on where you live to fill up your tank right all of a sudden you pay maybe a little less because I think diesel causes a little less but now like your car is totally destroyed because you're feeding yourself the wrong thing so this goes back to we need to be near God and he is light right and so when we choose to operate in sin we choose to operate in darkness and as such we can't be near God who is the source of light right he can't lead our way and we dun, 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 dun. that's why it says the wages of sin is death right not because um it's going to kill us immediately but because we don't have the source that we need to continue growing and living yeah beautifully said um again i just want to emphasize um the attribute of God, which is His holiness. His holiness is very important. You know, as I was taking um, I w- like a mentoring um, class on the Bible, we were talking about God's holiness, and you know, um, the person teaching was basically talking about how God's holiness really is the attribute that helps define the rest of His attributes. You know, God's holiness is very important right so when we sin it removes us away from god because god is holy and sin is not so he's not going to dwell in the midst of sin so when we sin it distances our relationship away from god causes and again this is, and if god is light and we distance our way ourselves away from light we're going to go towards darkness right And also just to um, add to that, sin, again, is very important in the terms of why even Christ came and died on the earth for us, you know, like Luke said, or well, like the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, right? But Christ came in order to pay those wages so that we would not have to bear the consequence and the punishment of death. Right. So then now that we have Christ and he has come to pay for our sins, sin no longer has the right to separate us from God and to separate us from his presence. Okay. And my next question to you, Liz, is how do we prevent ourselves from falling? How do we not fall? Or is that even possible? So it's, it's a tricky question. Or I guess it's a... so. Falling is inevitable. We will fall. Going back to what I was saying earlier, like we we are in a fallen state already. Um, but to prevent ourselves from falling any deeper, we have to let God uphold us, right? We got to lean onto him for he strengthened us. It says uh, in Psalms 37 verse 24, for though he falls, he shall not utterly be cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Right. And then if we look at, I think it's Isaiah, 
Uh, there's another verse in Isaiah 41 verse 10, right? Which talks about how God upholds us without his righteous right hand. So if we lean onto God and rely on him to hold us up, we won't fall any further or we won't fall. We'll be actually lifted or elevated. The other thing is knowing his word. Um, we prevent ourselves from falling deeper by knowing his words, right? So Psalm 119 is all about how can a man keep his waist pure? Like literally every stanza is about it. tells you a billion ways you can do that. Right, I think the whole verse is like 150 verses in Psalm 19. So definitely read it. But um, I'm going to take specifically 11, which goes around like storing up his words. Right? He says, I have stored up your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when you know God's words, when you know who he is, you ain't going to try to like, I guess, sit. you're not going to try to purposely fall. You're going to be aware of visual and seeing and hearing and being on the lookout so you don't fall. But then, um, as we were saying, you're bound to fall, right? And so, you know, I like to do acronyms to help people out. So um, this new acronym is like, if you're going to fall, fall hard, right? Um hard being spelled h-a-r-d i'm gonna sort of give a definition for each of the letters right so h hard h and hard right so humility right in matthew uh 23 verse 12 it says but the lord humbles the the those who exalt themselves right but he elevates those who are humbled right he exalts those who have humbled themselves therefore right there since you're already down you might as well humble yourself you're like you're already as low as you can be humble yourself and let him lift you up right um one of my sunday school teachers used to sing uh, i think it's james 110 humble yourself before the lord and he will lift you up i'm not gonna sing that song because i'm i don't have a singing voice right now but um the next letter is a assess the damage and ask for help right so when we look specifically at Isaiah 30 verse 19, it says, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. They shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the sound of your cry. When he hears it, he will answer you, right? So when you ask for help, he will come to you. He will pick you up, right? Um, And then it's like, saying in James 1 5 James is just bars I love the book of James um he says if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of the of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him right like look around what is it that you need what brought you down here and then ask for help right maybe from your friends or from one from God and then also from your friends like God sends practical help too right and so after you've asked for help you take that R and you receive help right receive the help it's no good if someone offers you a hand and you know you're falling real hard and you don't want to take it because you're like I'm strong I can get up nah bro don't stay on that floor get up take that person's hand and so and honestly to be real sometimes that help may be like instruction or rebuke or counsel right like it's hard to hear it but sometimes you need it right if you have fallen that hard um you need someone to correct you someone to let you know what it is right so proverbs 19 verse 20 says listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your later days right because if you're gonna fall 
and get up or receive help that means you're going to get up again right and then this takes me to the final thing dust yourself off and get up right and so when we look at this this takes me to one of my new favorite verse um and it's micah 7 verse 8 right it says do not rejoice over me my enemies <laughs> when i fall i will rise when i sit in the darkness the lord will be a light to me right so get up again again it says it in proverbs 24 verse 16 for a righteous man will fall down seven times and rise again but the wicked shall fall by calamity right so if you're gonna fall get up get up get up get up right don't stay down there that is not your final destination unless you choose to remain down there and um i think that's how we prevent ourselves from falling or once we do fall we get up or we like uh rise again yeah well said um again just emphasizing when you fall get back up you know what the enemy wants us to do is that when we fall he wants us to remain in that fallen state where we hide our our, our faces in shame and we try to um yeah we try we hide our faces in shame that kind of just reminds me of um the garden of eden when adam and eve had sinned and they were hiding from god because they were naked and they had shame right so that kind of just like i just kind of had a link between that and that is not what we should be doing because christ died against that well we don't have to have that shame um, coming into god right coming to the presence of god right like never be ashamed to go to god it reminds me of an image with a little kid who just fell on the floor right <laughs> when they fall it's so funny but i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they they're on the floor and then they stop and they look around and they're like should i cry should i not cry and then like let's say they decide to cry but they also get up at the same time and then they walk to that person who they know is going to give them comfort right they walk to that person who knows they're going to kiss their boo-boos and dust them off and tell them it's okay and that's what god does for us when we fall right he cleans up up he, he says the word says he binds their wounds right and so when you fall don't don't think that's your final destination uh-uh, that's a lie that's only the devil's final destination because he was thrown out of heaven so hard but then jesus said he saw him coming down like a like a star or something like a falling star anyways he fell hard like that dude is like six feet below <laughs> so he can't get up but the word says whilst there is still time while there's still grace like seek the lord right like go to him and he will hear us and he will clean us up right so get up <laughs> yeah and um i also just want to um just also just tell y'all that god is not going to leave you alone you know when you fall or when you're in the midst of falling like we said earlier 
falling isn't just a one step then there's multiple steps that that lead onto the falling right so then jude um verse 24 says now unto him that is able to keep you from stumbling or other versions says from falling so we just identify right here that god is the one that keeps us or that is able to um prevent us from falling into sin right and in first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 um let me say this one i read it really quickly yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. So again, like God will always make a way of escape. In the midst of the darkness, there will be a bright path, a light path that will be able to steer you away from the darkness back into his presence absolutely go to the light <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you Lizzie, for joining us and for, um, for talking with us <laughs> and thank y'all for listening um i hope this podcast blessed you and we can, um, we'll see you next time be safe and have a great day weekend whatever it may be god bless you bye happy new year's bye Mm-hmm.